we're back. Another episode of Talking Maiden. The podcast of the beast. Yes. Not the podcast of the Bruins champions. Ugh, crushed. I know. I know. Hope's crushed. Yeah. Oh, we're going to need a beer before we get into that, I think. Yeah, let's get into the beer right away. Yeah, get into the beer right away. I know, we're 10 seconds in. Because I was feeling bad for you there, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll get into it now in a second. Yeah. <laughs> this is a uh, sour ale brewed with guava and pineapple purees. It's called Rico Guave. Guava. It's from Weyerbacher Brewing Company, Easton, Pennsylvania. Nice. So this is either going to be good or really gross. I don't know about the guava and pineapple, but yeah. uh, I don't know. We'll see. Do not spend your time worrying about those wasted beers. Gonna go. Nesbitt's opening this one. I don't, I don't oh, know. Yeah, you always I don't know if I trust them. Um, guava is like, is that the, they make a juice out of it? Is that, I, I always feel like that's like a Latin country thing. Is that know, like some kind of, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Some, some kind of tropical having... fruit. I don't know. Mm. We've been drinking a lot of sours wow. lately, and it's not on purpose. It just wow. Uh, is it good? Wow, yes. It's different, and that's good. That's really good. Oh my god, it's weird, but it's good. <laughs> that's the, really it's weird, weird, but it's good. The story of my text, the name of my sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, guava and pineapple. That has an awesome aftertaste, and I don't know. I can't describe it. You can taste both the guava and pineapple, but it's not overpowering, but it's super sour, too. I would agree with you, maybe, if I knew what guava tasted like by itself. Do you know what, though? This is excellent, but if this was warm, this would be the worst beer in the world. Yeah, maybe. Clearly a pun on Rico Suave. Do you remember that song? <laughs> Rico Suave. Yeah. Rico Suave. Rico Guave. Rico Guave. I love, 9% alcohol. Yeah. I love, oh. like, there's literally people, like hipsters at bars, like, sitting there, tapping a pen, trying to come up with, like... Names, you know. Yeah. What's mm. a funny pun? Optimus Prime. Optimus go. Prime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything that has hop. Any of hop. Or any any of that stuff <laughs> in it. Um. So hockey didn't work out for you. The hockey didn't work out for me at all. No. Well, we got you know game seven in the Stanley Cup. Yeah. It, uh, I was disappointed. My eight year old daughter was more disappointed. Yeah. The okay, we're on the east coast of Canada. Yeah. The far east coast. That's right. The games don't start here till nine thirty at night. Mm. So hockey game, 9.30 to 12.30 usually. Normally she goes to bed, you know, 7.38. She came home from school and because she wanted to watch the game, she ate her supper and she was in bed before 6 and she went to sleep. And she's like, wake me up at 9.30. <laughs> no way. So she went to sleep and slept for three hours. I got her up for the hockey game. She made popcorn. She was all excited in her Bruins jersey mm. and her Bruins hat. Yeah. And she was like, oh, Stanley Cup, Stanley Cup. And uh, man... Didn't, Didn't work, work out. out. <laughs> Didn't work out. Yeah, we got down two goals in the first period. Yeah. That was Man, it. you can't get the puck off them, can you? St. Louis no. is just so dominant. And I don't know. They just look so sloppy. Like Not sloppy. Every time they get the puck, it's like they need an extra touch or two to get control of the yeah. puck. Like they, Nothing was clicking. I don't People know. are saying that Bergeron was playing injured. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a funny one. Obviously, like I loathe the Bruins. Yeah. In, in a way, I mean, it's funny because I grew up also kind of liking the Bruins. Yeah. Like I had a Bruins jersey, and my dad was an Or fan, but I was always a Leafs fan. But I'd be out playing hockey, and I'd always yeah. pretend I was Ray Bork, and so I do kind of like them. And then you sent me a picture of your little girls in their their jerseys, yeah, both and of I was them, yeah. like, oh. And then the on whole Twitter, family in uh, Bruins jerseys. Yeah, yeah, and I generally like you guys. Mostly. Yeah. Uh, obviously not game seven in series one when you put us out of the playoffs <laughs> for the second year in a row. But And also you did it again in 2011. But anyway, not that I'm holding a grudge. <laughs> but the uh, 
then I was on Twitter and what did I see except a burned out Ozzy Osbourne in a St. Louis jersey. Now, burned out Ozzy Osbourne is, you know how I feel yeah, about that. Yeah, that's kind Ugh. of uh, redundant to say burnout. Ozzy I Osbourne. know. <laughs> yeah, but I mean. Oh. He's probably like, Sharon, what's the shirt that you put yeah. me in? Why, what am, I, what is why am I wearing this? Why do I have a musical that's... note on my t-shirt, Sharon? <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. I know. He's out there walking his little dog while his, <laughs> his stupid kids with their fake British accents are uh. ruining music. Anyway, my daughter was, uh, she fell asleep halfway through the second period. Yeah. I didn't wake her up until there's a minute left. I was like, wake up and watch the your team lose. <laughs> oh, God. This she is was very good... disappointed. And I was like, you know what? This is the first year that she really watched hockey. Yeah. She always watched some Bruins with me, and she had a Bruins jersey, but I think she yeah. kind of was into it just because I was into it. Yeah. This year, she's actually started collecting hockey cards, and she has yeah. like a stack of hockey cards, and she has a binder. She puts the Bruins ones in, and she wears a Bruins jersey to school all the time. And, yeah. Uh, I was like, this is a good, like... I don't know, character building <laughs> yeah. lesson. It'd be it weird is. if, like, you started watching a sport and your team just went, like, the Stanley Cup the first time. Yeah. But that's... that's but, like, that's... suffer for a while. I've, you know, I watched yeah. hockey since, like, 1980. Yeah. Early 80s, I started watching hockey, and I didn't... Bruins didn't win a Stanley Cup until 2011. Yeah. So I suffered for a long time. I got to say, though, Marchand, for all the people out there, I know it's just, you might not be a hockey fan, but you've got a, a guy on your team... Brad Marchand, and like uh, he's from Halifax, which yeah, just goes Canada. Him, but yeah. he is, you love him. Everybody who's a Bruins fan will love him. Everybody else in the world, including, you know, people in his family, hate him. True. Like, he's just a, an ass, <laughs> right? There was this one thing I saw on Twitter. He's just a dick. He's got to lick people's faces and jabs you when they're not looking at the rev. He's just a little shit. But uh, there's this picture uh, in the Bruins around the city. They like, painted Bruins logos on some of the manholes in Boston just to get the team going. And then, like, someone on Twitter retweeted, is like, that's where Brad Marchand lives. <laughs> that was so good. Anyway, watching him hockey cr- talk. Watching him cry at the end, though. No, give me this, Nesbitt. Okay. Yeah. Well, you had a good run, but watching him cry at the end was awesome. Anyway, and St. Louis <laughs> was a great story. But yeah. I, I do want to say this, and I'll tie it back to Maiden. It's funny how you get to these stages, and it's the two of them. And people were talking in the second last, in the, the round before about like the San Jose Sharks. And, you know, and you saw it in the NBA with, with the Raptors and then they all of a sudden pulled it off. And, you know, um, every sport you see this and like even in golf, it's funny how the narrative changes in hindsight, right? Like you oh, watch yeah. it and all of a sudden now people are like, St. Louis, what a story. Like they came, they were last place in, in, in January and yeah. then they came here. I was like, no one even thought they were going to win like a week ago. Yeah. Right, and now everybody's like, "Oh, it was destiny." I'm like, "Now yeah. you're just rewriting history." It's funny how we look back on music and everything now, and then we put a different lens on it all. Yeah, and you know, on the way up, like, you know, we talk about Iron Maiden, the album, um, there before, and we talk about when it breaking, and you know, they're on a wave. But like now, we're also looking back. Like when they launched that, they could have been like, "No, oh, this could fizzle." Yeah, I <laughs> but now right. we're just like they're destined. <laughs> anyway, that's our. Uh, we're over our limit on hockey talk. Yes, we, I know. If, if this is your first episode. Normally, we don't talk about hockey this much. Yeah, I know. It's had a crushing defeat. Crushing defeat. But yeah, good character building uh, Yeah, for my daughter to learn you how to said, deal you with said, defeat. You said Although, the least to be enough. honest, she sat with me for the last few years and watched every single Cleveland Browns yeah. game with me. That's right. Every Sunday, including the winless season that they had. So she's used to watching teams lose now. Oh, my God. (laughs) You're setting her up for a good life. Hey, look, you'll be like a Leafs fan, you know, nary a (laughs) cup, but loads of character. (laughs) All right. So uh, we got a bunch of feedback. Mm. We've kind of been pushing the feedback off when we're doing that earlier stuff. That's right. Um, I'm just going to play some clips. Um, This is from a a listener named Paul. Uh, I'll play his clip and then we'll talk about it. 
Hey guys, this is Paul from Los Angeles. I got into you guys on the Legacy of the Beast setlist production episode, and have been listening ever since. Uh, my first exposure to Maiden was hearing the song Number of the Beast on the Tony Hawk Pro Skater 4 soundtrack. And then I picked up my dad's 16-track uh, Best of the Beast CD, had that on repeat for a few years, along with Dance of Death and Peace of Mind. My first Maiden concert experience was on the uh, Dance of Death tour in 2004, which was also my first concert ever, and I've been a diehard fan ever since. They're also the reason I started picking up and learning to play guitar. Uh, for me, every aspect of their music has always had a way of resonating with people from all walks of life, and no matter how many times I've heard their songs, it still manages to give me chills every time. And I think Nesbitt said it best when he said that Dave or any of the guitarists could play one chord and it'd be completely satisfying. I also love how with every album they release, each song ties into the artwork quite well, and their method of matching the music to a theme always makes you think of that album cover when listening to it. My absolute favorite album is Somewhere in Time, and my favorite Maiden song is Infinite Dreams. Uh, I really wish you guys could have seen the Matter of Life and Death tour where they played the whole album live as it sounds amazing and really lends itself well to a live setting. I was only 17 when that album and tour happened, but I loved every second of it, despite the hate that tour got for them playing the whole album, but I didn't care. It was still awesome. Uh, when I was listening to your podcast on uh, the Matter of Life and Death album for like the third time, I think it got me thinking, what if they started doing tours when they go back, picked a random album, and played it all the way through like they did with this one? I think it would work for a couple of reasons. It would give them a good reason to play less songs as they get closer to retiring and kind of scale back the set list a little bit. And it could still cover a classic song or two depending on the album. Like if it's an eight-song album, for instance, they could always chuck a few extra classics in there for good measure and try to keep most fans happy that way uh lastly i wanted to thank you guys for getting me into night demon i had no idea i uh, lived so close to them trying to find a show i could go to soon and i listen to them now almost as much as i do maiden nowadays take care and i can't wait to hear more from you guys later paul i i, I read all your emails and uh, i owe you a reply i love going through it but i always know like you're gonna barrel back with a big one and yeah. you're gonna be knee deep <laughs> in something but i love it and he's uh uh, really enthused listener. It's awesome. Yeah, and, it's cool. Yeah. Hey, uh, this idea about Maiden doing tours where they do full albums. Mm. You know what I mean? Where they go back and then they do a full album from beginning to end. Love it. It'd be cool because you get a bunch mm. of songs that they haven't done before. That's right. I would, you know, obviously early on when the when the set list was only so tight, they they were more or less like that. But with Matter and Life and Death, they did. It. Did they do it with anyone else? No, that's the only uh, time. That's the only time they did yeah. it, right? It's weird though. Yeah. I like it when they do it with a new album. Yeah. But part of me feels like if they went back, say, and did, you know, for the 40th anniversary of Iron Maiden, if they did mm -hmm. the first album from beginning to end or or Peace of Mind from beginning to end, any yeah. album, it almost feels like that's a band that's like past their peak does that. They go back and, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's almost like they're kind of yeah, that accepting makes sense. the fact that they're past their peak and they're going back and mm. I don't know. I don't know why I feel that way. Yeah. That, that's that's a fair point. Yeah. Summer in time. Oh, 
great yeah. album. It's so funny because if you just said, name your three favorite Maiden albums, I wouldn't have named it. And now I'm like, oh, that's probably number one. It's <laughs> it's so funny. It's so based on your mood and what yeah. you listened to the last couple well, of weeks. Well, somewhere in times when those albums were, when we went through it, a bunch of the songs that I never paid that much attention to, I yeah. kind of knew them, but I kind of just, I don't know, I, maybe I even thought of them a little bit of as filler, but then those mm-hmm. are the songs that are really now my favorite songs on the album. And that album yeah. is like, one. this happens all the time. We it cover does. an album and the album goes, jumps from in the middle to like your top album. Yeah. And then it starts trickling down again as you do, mm-hmm. as we cover other albums and those ones jump up to the top. It's yeah, weird. Just like Tattoo Millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. And he mentioned Night Demon and um, we might have uh, Jarvis reach out to him. You know, there's some rumors going around that he might be up in Canada at some stage. We might get That's a chance true. to. There might be. Might get a chance to, to. I don't know if it's confirmed yet, but. To, can't, I can't confirm or deny. Can't, can't, deny can't or confirm, confirm that there might be. But there could be a, a, a chill session. I'm gonna have, we're going to have to bring our A game for that one. Oh, my God. So that was our listener, Paul. He. Uh, he, he emailed me a awesome email that had a uh, his ideal dream set list mm. and I actually made a playlist of it that I listen to all the time. Yeah. It's uh I'll go through it as Doctor Doctor, yeah. which is the intro song. Yeah. Uh so this is tell me how awesome of a playlist this would be. Caught somewhere in time, Monsieur, Still Life, Infinite Dreams, The Mercenary, Loneliness of the Long Distance Runner, Killers, The Red and the Black, Stranger in a Strange Land, Dream of Mirrors, 22 Acacia Avenue, Face in the Sand, Phantom of the Opera, Iron Maiden, and then Moonchild, Talisman, Bring Your Daughter to the Slaughter, Alexander the Great, and Running Free. That's excellent. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Mm. <laughs> I listen yeah. to that playlist all the time. That's deadly. Uh, we got another message left. TalkingMaiden.com slash talk if you want to leave a message. Mm. Uh, from Simon. Uh, I'll play that and then we'll talk about it. Hi, Josh and Nesbitt. This is Simon from Cambridge in the UK. Just let you know, I really love the podcast. You do great work. And I really liked the episode recently on Death on the Road. I think that's a really underrated live album. It has a special place in my heart, actually, because I really wanted to see them on the 2003 Dance of Death tour. But my uh, mum and dad wouldn't let me go and see them, which was annoying. However, fast forward two years later, I finally got to see them at Reading Festival on the Early Years tour. And that was an amazing set list. Uh, They played Murders in the Rue Morgue, Another Life, Where Eagles Dare, Remember Tomorrow. It was amazing. Anyway, after seeing my first Maiden gig, I got up really early the next day and cycled into town to pick up Death on the Road because it had just come out on the Monday. So I saw Maiden on the Sunday night and then bought their new live album on the Monday morning. And that was a really great couple of days of Maiden. And um, yeah, it was just a brilliant time in my life. Anyway, keep up the good work, up the irons and down the hops. Great call. That was awesome. Yep. Yeah, man, that's cool. That that period, like, it, it's funny. His, he didn't get into why his parents uh, didn't let him go. But, you know, it's a friend of mine, we, well, Christian, we talked about him uh, before. He, he We saw Maiden with him in Montreal, actually. He wasn't allowed to go to the Power Slave tour because he grew up in Western Canada and they came through and he had a ticket and his parents took it from him. Oh, right. Gosh. So it's the same kind of situation. Yeah. But you know what? It probably benefited Simon because... You know, when you get blocked from something as a kid, you know, oh, yeah, I always more, say, yeah. yeah, I mean, I grew yeah. up, I grew up, you know, Catholic and I always say like telling you, you can't have sex makes it awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so uh, uh, yeah. it probably worked out for you, Simon. That's awesome. You got to see them. And then the next, next day he picks it's up funny the live that album. De- Death on the Road episode we did. Yeah. Uh, did awesome. Yeah. Like numbers as far as, de- if you look at the downloads, yeah. that's one of our most popular albums. And the live after death one, like. 
Yeah. It's cr- crazy the amount of people. I was really surprised how many people. Yeah, why is that? I don't know. The live albums. People love the live albums. We should do more yeah. live albums. Oh, we got to do them all. We're going to do In Vivo soon. Yes, In Vivo is coming but, out. But, uh, yeah. That's, that might be my favorite. Our lowest ever downloaded episode ever. What's that? The video games episode. Was it? Yeah. People didn't like it. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. That one, yeah. It has to do with Maiden, but it's kind of getting away from the music. Yeah, whatever. But, uh, anyway. You can't please all the people all the time. That's true. Say <laughs> la vie. Next, we had another call. That we're, this is the last one we're going to cover uh, on this episode mm. uh, from Peter. Hey, guys. Peter from Atlanta, Georgia here for a talking Maiden question for you guys, especially as you're starting to unravel the first Iron Maiden album in uh, uh, one of your next couple episodes. Really looking forward to that. It's one of my all-time favorite albums. I listen to it almost like weekly, monthly, whatever. Um, but it ties into it a little bit uh, when you think about you guys talking about the first Iron Maiden album being like the start of a race, a long race. Uh, and then I'm kind of going to go forward and think about what is the end of that race look like? And it's a question that I think a lot of Maiden fans don't like to think about because you know, at some point these guys are going to say, look, we've, we've accomplished everything. And quite honestly, they're on such a high note right now with ticket sales uh, around the world to this next tour in, uh, you know, in 2019, uh, you have to wonder what that last show, what that last tour may look like. And I would love to get your opinion, you know, quick opinion on what you think that might look like, what you would like to see it look like, that kind of thing. Um, and the reason why this kind of came into my mind a few weeks ago is, uh, Paul Diano has been um, suspiciously quiet the past year and a half, and it's it's not like that, especially with some of the health problems he's had with his knees. But I just begin to wonder if if Rod and the and the boys have had those meetings, you know, and discussed like, hey, after we do one, two, and three, this this next step we've all agreed this is going to be the final of it all, and I just wonder what kind of show is that going to be um, and tour album i don't even know um and wouldn't it be great to see paul and blaze get up on stage with some of the other members um select members obviously to to accompany a final goodbye um kind of kind of exciting but then kind of like holy cow i never thought this day would come but anyways um would love your opinion on that and and keep up the great work and uh up the irons see ya bye great call from peter so to, to just rephrase that, so he's asking what the last tour would look like. Because what do we, we think the last yeah. when it does finally? Or what come do we to want it to look like? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, we've got the the rest of the Legacy of the Beast tour. Now we've got a new album coming. We've already yeah. talked about this. This yeah. is coming. Yeah, that's we're gonna be. Oh my god, we're gonna be all over this. I wonder. I hope it's good. Um, uh, I, you know, you know like, me. I'm gonna be freaking yeah. out. I'm gonna be like Nesbitt. I love it. Nesbitt next year. I hate it. Wait now, Nesbitt. It's good again. I'm Wait sick now. Of it. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I can't listen to it anymore. Oh god. Although you had Book of Souls in your truck. And around you didn't the do clock. it for like a year and you never got sick of it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I remember when Book of Souls dropped, uh, immediately I got like an, an email, Nesbitt has bought this for you on iTunes. Oh, yeah, and then and then you gave me a CD and put it in my truck because oh, you put right. it in there. And then you <laughs> showed up like a few days later with the vinyl and you were like, oh, yeah, here, that's right. you've got no excuse. And I was like, because this was pre-podcast. Force feeding you yeah. Iron Maiden. Oh, well, yeah, that because, was way pre-podcast. Yeah, yeah, because, well, and why was the reason? I don't know, because... I, I was trying to force Iron Maiden on everyone, and no one else is receptive except for you. Yeah, no one else. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, final. I guess it was. I think you were frustrated because remember I didn't like Final Frontier. 
at oh, the yeah, time. That's right. I mean, we're talking about this was. Oh, yeah, that's probably why. Back then. Yeah. Cause, and yes, I was, I was because I sent yeah. an email to all the guys and I was like, this one is awesome. Yeah. I know you guys, because some of our friends weren't mm. too hot on some of the later albums. Yeah. And I was like, this is the one. Listen to this album. It's yeah. Amazing. And for those just tuning in, like most things have been completely turned. Like, <laughs> it, Final Frontier is one of my favorites. Yep. I mean, they're all my favorites. I love this band. But I didn't give it the respect it deserved. And uh, so, now uh, I just love it. Anyway. A last maiden tour. Yes, the last maiden tour. Back if to... it's two, mm. four, ten years from now, whatever. Yeah. Um, God, but it's got to be. It's got to be. I can't see them call it, pulling up ex members on stage. I just can't see it. Yeah, I don't see that either. I just, I don't know. It's too much of a risk. They don't want to do that novelty nonsense. Look yeah, that crap. I think you're right. Yeah. It would be cool though if they pulled out all the old stage sets. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you know how the current concert they have like the stage kind of transitions between the sets with the stage set. No spo- spoiler alert if you haven't seen this. Leg- if you haven't seen the Legacy of the Beast tour, yeah. do whatever you can to see it. Like, do yeah. anything, whatever it takes to go to see it, do it. Because this is a, this is the best maiden stage show, man. It's just crazy. It's excellent. I would like it if they broke the set list down into three song chunks. Yeah. Each one from, like, an, a different era. So, like, three songs from Iron Maiden Killers. Yeah. Three, like, Blaze-era songs. Three, you know what I mean? And and then the stage set changed based on these things. So when they did, like... And they could do them in reverse chronological order. So they'd do, mm. like... When they did Book of Souls, they'd have the Book of Souls stuff on stage. They'd do... Well, Book of Souls, Final Frontier. You know, whatever, however they want to split it up. Yeah. And go in reverse chronological order. And then at the end, they do Iron Maiden... And then three songs from Killers and Iron Maiden with just no stage set, just just the amps mm. and the old Eddie, you know, the old Eddie sign. Yeah. So it's almost like the stage is going back in time and their set list is like going back in time. Yeah. Because Rush did that with their uh, farewell tour. Yeah. They kind of went in reverse. So you're saying tour. they should copy Rush. Well, the idea. Yeah, the concept. <laughs> I think that the Legacy of the Beast tour would be the perfect would have been the perfect one. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, then just, even the name of it, Legacy of the Beast, yeah. and then they're out. Yeah, that's the key thing, right? So, it, but the other thing is they're all getting older. Yeah. What do you think about this? So they stopped touring. They're yeah. like, we're done. We can't do these tours anymore because mm. we're all however old. But every single summer, outside of London, there's a three day Iron Maiden festival, and Iron Maiden closes all three nights. With different opening bands every night. Mm. You know, there's like three opening bands on every night. Yeah. And so you can go to three, you can go to two, you can go to one. A big outdoor festival. Yeah. The Maiden Festival. Yeah. It's only, That's all they play and they play it every summer. Yeah. Or every second summer. Yeah. And then the guys can just be off, you yeah. know, and then like two but months they, before they can start getting in shape and jamming and building yeah, up to but it. I, then, don't, I don't know. Like, like think about, you got to put yourself in their mindset, right? Think about how stressed out you'd be if you're Nico and you're 71 and you got this coming up in the summer and you haven't played for like yeah, eight I months. So. I just don't see it. I think you hang it up and you're done. Right. And I think there will be festivals, but I don't think they'll be there. Yeah, maybe. Right. And I was just thinking, like, I think the the yeah. hardest part of being a touring band is the touring and the traveling and stuff. And if you yeah, took that out of, the, of out of the equation, and you're basically just like, we're so, just going to show up in one location and play three shows once a year. Yeah. So what you're saying is, rather than burn out, you want them to fade away. <laughs> well, right. Uh, I don't know. I don't I want don't them know. to fade away if the quality of their playing yeah. would go down. But I got to be honest on this. I think that if this album is a good one, seventeenth. 
you know, part of me kind of wishes they ended on Book of Souls. Like, I'd love the idea of having a new album, but I'm also really nervous. I know, but you told me that one of the main reasons is because when you line up the albums, it goes four by four in a 16 grid. Yeah, 16. It's <laughs> it's it's four by four. You know, it's, yeah. It's two time two to the power of four. It's like a really it's a good number mathematically. Yeah. Um. You know, there's there's a lot of symmetry there. That does matter to me. But then again, like you know, all the other albums and. As long as they don't do the Ronnie James Dio Iron Maiden hologram that we can all go to see. Yeah. You know, you've heard about that Ronnie James Dio. Yeah, you were ta- talking yeah, about it. Yeah, a Dio there. hologram. Yeah. So it's a live band, and then they have yeah. a hologram on stage of Dio. Yeah. So it's live music, and then they have the live track, which is like, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's if like, Maiden ever did that, I'd be like, no. They did it with uh, Tupac. Yeah, they did. The yeah. yeah, they had Tupac. And I don't have, like, I don't know. If I, if it depends what they're charging, if I had, if it was 20 bucks, like, okay, so I paid 20 bucks to see Flight 666 in the, in the theater. Yeah. I paid 20 bucks or probably paid less. I paid 20 bucks to see Through the Never, the 3D Metallica movie in the theater. So I'd probably pay 20 bucks to see a hologram of Iron Maiden play on stage. Oh, that's what I was going to say. You know what I mean? If you told me. But if you're trying to feed this to me as a concert. Yeah. That's not happening. If you could go. Into a like a theater, like just like a venue, maybe smaller or similar to a, a current Maiden concert. If you could go into that venue and stand there and watch a full hologram of the Power Slave tour, I'd pay five hundred dollars for that ticket. Really? Wouldn't for you? A hologram? No. Yes, with the live out. Al- no. Like if you could recreate the I sound wouldn't. perfectly, just to watch it up there. No. That'd be amazing. I'd rather watch it. I'd rather watch the DVD. I'd rather watch surround the- sound with. Two-dimensional Nesbit. <laughs> I like the depth, baby. The hologram isn't a concert, so don't try to feed it to me like it's a concert. I don't like, know. Part of the, the, what makes a concert is. so good is Bruce is like, he feeds off the audience, there's that push and pull. Yeah. You know what I mean? He like engages the audience, and when they respond, he feeds back. But yeah. like this would just be, it's the same thing every time. But what, no... if, what if life is a simulation? And that hologram oh up there is just another simulation. <laughs> then really, you're just frustrated that it's not as high quality as our simulation. Yet you listen to music on vinyl. Think about that. Next <laughs> We're on a whole other level. Uh, Snap! Drop the mic. Blown. Mind blown. <laughs> no, uh, if you could record a concert now in like super, you know, I almost said super mega HD, mega 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 ultra mega HD, HD HD. Uh, then uh, and recreated it like perfect. That'd be something cool. It would be cool, but yeah. it's not a concert. I would take a live concert over that any day. That'd be a hell of a sex tape. <laughs> um, yeah, that's cool. All right. All right. I am Blaze Bailey. You're listening to Talking Maiden, the podcast of the beast, possibly the best podcast in the world. Um, something else I wanted to mention, mm. a Satellite 664, which is another Maiden podcast. Yes. Um, so it's an Australian guy, and he started this podcast. It's only on YouTube right now, I think, because I yeah. didn't see it on any of the other things. Um, in his first episode, he has an interview with Steve Luke Newhouse. Nice. Which is pretty cool. Nice. So I just wanted to mention that. So he's on YouTube, eh? Yeah, I he has one episode it. out. It's, it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Epis- uh, satellite 664. Yep. Cool. That's cool. Check it out. Yeah. I know yeah. there's, uh, we haven't mentioned any other Maiden podcasts. Yeah. Uh, I know there's one, there's one that's been dead since like 2012. 
Yeah. And they had like a handful of episodes. Uh, there's another one that had episodes in like 2008 yeah. and 2009. And I think recently they had a few extra episodes come out. But both of them have like a handful of episodes out. I haven't mm. listened to any, any of those ones. Yeah. I don't listen to other Maiden podcasts because, for example, we're about to do the first Iron Maiden album. Yeah. I don't want to hear what other people say when they analyze the Maiden album before we do it. Is that why you don't listen? Yeah, because I don't yeah. want to be like, well, I, I don't want it to. I don't want to be prepping and thinking about the album and then mm-hmm. talking about the album and being like, well, I don't want to say this because that's the other guy's take on it. If maybe yeah. someone else would say it, or they might say something that would change my opinion. I want to yeah. go in fresh, listen to it, and it's just my opinions going in. Yeah. So I haven't listened to any other Maiden podcast except for this one. Uh, interview with Steve Lupinewhouse is awesome. Yeah, I, I, I just I don't think there's a lot of good Maiden podcasts yet. Yeah. Have you I, listened to the other dance. ones? Uh, yes, back when we were looking at... Yeah, I've gotten some know, emails from our listeners yeah. talking about them. Yeah. So I kind of get the gist of what they're about. Yeah. There's no, there's no current active ones, are there? Uh, not really. No. no. I mean, I'm, I remember the original, like the Iron Maiden podcast or whatever. I went through those early on, but I mean, yeah. it didn't resonate with me. But the thing is, is like, I'd like a more robust podcast base. Anyway, as much as we love our listeners and uh, we get, you know, um, they've given us such great support. Uh, more would be great. Like, you know, there might be someone who's just sick of you, but it wants to listen to someone else. You know, they're like, yeah. oh, if only it was just Josh. No, <laughs> it'd be pretty boring. I'd be like, all right, in this episode of Talking Maiden, we're going to talk about the Leafs back in <laughs> the Leafs defense. Um, yeah, so no, that's cool. Satellite yeah. 664. Yep. I hope you guys so will check like it out. It's a good, like, it's a good uh, interview. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I hope you got, I, I got to find, oh, I got to get a guest appearance on that a podcast and just start ripping them and create like a riff between you guys. Is <laughs> he like, oh, Nesbitt said, uh, Nesbitt, he basically said, you don't have a clue about what you're talking about. And he's got eight copies of the original Iron Maiden album. Eight. Um, oh, yeah. That'd so be uh, for Maiden News, final shows of 2019 tour are announced for Brazil. Mm. Uh, Sao Paulo and Porto Alegro soccer stadium shows follow the Rock in Rio appearance. Yeah. So October 6th, October 9th, they added two more shows. And then they were clear to say in their press release, no further shows will be added to the 2019 tour. So this is it. So every time that Maiden posts anything on Twitter, yeah. and they get like 500 posts back saying, come to how come to whatever country I'm yeah. in. You know what I mean? Come yeah. to my country. It's like, stop it. <laughs> they just said that there's no more tour dates. No so. more tours. Yeah, no yeah. more tour dates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stop trying to buy our service. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that happens every time they're, like, saying anything about the tour. If, like, Maiden posts anything about, like, yeah. the upcoming tour, people are like, come to Hungary. When are you coming here? And it's like the tour dates are on the website. Go look at the website. Yeah. And it says out there that there's no more dates. So No more dates. Yeah. All right. Um, The Bruce Dickinson What Does This Button Do? Evening with Bruce Dickinson book tour. Mm. Uh, there's a bunch of European tour dates I have here. Uh, you can go online and look at, look them up. But there's uh, October, they're in Croatia and Austria. November, Hungary, Greece, Finland, Spain. And December, Spain, Portugal, and Ireland. Oh, cool. So that... Uh, it's a good chance to go meet Bruce. Yeah. yeah. And I've uh, heard audio of one of them, and it's really, really, really interesting. Uh, the other big maiden... Let, news that's been around wait now okay wait now this is one of our catch-up episodes there has to be a lawsuit somewhere in here <laughs> this is what i'm getting yeah, there, there's always a lawsuit so iron maiden files two million trademark lawsuit over ion maiden video game mm. um so it says iron maiden has filed a two million trademark infringement lawsuit against a video game developer behind the game called ion maiden 
Um, blah, 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 blah. Iron Maiden Holdings Limited accuses entertainment company 3D Realms of con- creating confusion among co- consumers. Hmm. Interesting. What do you think of this? Uh, I don't know. I mean, they're obviously playing off the name, aren't they? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, like, hold on, check this out. I have printed up here. This is the... I put this on our Twitter, but this is yeah. I printed it up. So it is similar yeah. logo. It's just Ion Maiden makes no sense to me, right? Yeah, I know. And it's you like, know? I don't like, know. What, you're not coming up with that independently. And yeah. Iron Maiden is so involved in video games. If you listen to our yeah. video game episode, you get a sense of how many video games they've had. Mm. And now this Legacy of the Beast, I mean, they're, they're touring. Their whole tour right now is based on a video game. Like, that's their main thing. Beer and video games are their two main things. Yeah. So I think if you come out with a Maiden yeah. pun or a takeoff of Maiden in a video game or a beer right now. That's right. You should know better. Yeah. And you go online and online on Twitter or any of these news articles, if you read the comments, it's like the giant millionaire Iron Maiden are bullying around this poor little video game company. They should mm. leave him alone. Blah, blah, blah. And they're like, Iron, the term Iron Maiden was around before the band. It's like, you can't copyright the band. But I'm like, I can't just name something that's computer-related Apple because apples were invented. Like, yeah. Sorry, Apple. There's such thing as apples bef- before you came along. So I'm going to name my computer Apple with one, three Ps. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. I, I agree with it all. But and it's it, does just... confu- it does create confusion. Because yeah. to be honest, I read the first article about this. And I read Iron Maiden files, 2 million lawsuit, blah, 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 against video game named Iron Maiden. I was like, well, you can't name your game Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden already has a game named Iron Maiden. And it wasn't until I read it through the second time that I realized it even said Ion Maiden. Because my mind kind of like filled in the blanks. I just was skimming. Yeah. And I'm like, so I was confused when I read it the first time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Who would have thought you would look at Ion Maiden and (laughs) automatically, your brain has Iron Maiden seared into the synapses, right? You see Iron Maiden everywhere. So So I think the lawsuit, of course, I think of course they knew what they were getting into. (laughs) What's your opinion on this? My opinion on this is um, it's a legitimate concern for them. It's definitely meant to distract people uh, or or to get eyeballs, and especially nowadays too with like puns and things like Maiden yeah. for searching and indexing. It's really important, yeah. right? Yeah. Like for us in the early days of our podcast, because we don't have Iron Maiden, if you search for Iron Maiden podcasts, we were like not in there. It, was, right. it took us a long time to get indexed up. We were like right. 20 episodes before we even showed up and the major things with a search. So like I understand how they, they play off the name. Yeah. Here's my problem with it. Okay. Like Maiden and their company and that are just – too litigious for my liking or you know maybe it's not this lawsuit but it just you know it sums up and I what know. previously we talked i think made metallica came out recently and i talked about how i ditched them over the oh, mp3 yeah, yeah. this isn't egregious like that but fans get at some stage you know you got to watch what you're doing now so, they've been sued a lot themselves yeah. so a lot of our lawsuit well, talk okay. is them. tell me if this changes your opinion because yes. this is uh this is another nesbit uh, people i'll get comments about this okay me going down a rabbit hole go down the rabbit so hole. so i registered online Mm. Uh, for this, for, it's uh, f- to get access to the public court documents, because all the court documents are public if you register with the system. So now I have access to like the American, like public court documents database, and I had my login from when this Dennis Wilcock lawsuit, the other lawsuit popped up when I was researching that. Yes. So I went in there and I dug through and I found a whole bunch of documents about this. Oh my God. So this isn't something new. So I found a document dated March 20th, 2018. So it's well over a year ago. Um, I actually have a print up of it here somewhere. 
actually, I'm not going to bore. I have legal documents here printed up, but uh, so this is from yeah, well over a year ago, and this is uh, 3D Realms Entertainment APS tried to register the name Iron Maiden. Yeah. Uh, like well over a year ago, and there's an objection filed by Iron Maiden Holdings. Yes. Well over a year ago. And then 3D Realms filed a document stating and says, applicant hereby expressly abandons the application for trademark registration December 28th, 2018. Yeah. So they tried to register the name Iron Maiden. So Iron no, Maiden. you can't use it. And they said, okay. So they withdrew it. But then they went ahead and named their game that anyway. Wait, no, wait, no. They tried to, they tried to register Ion Maiden. Right. And they got turned down and then they went ahead. So they And they known. went ahead and did it anyway. Yeah. So they must have known this was coming. And there was probably a cease and desist so, in there somewhere. Yeah. So I, I think they're just getting... Yeah, that's fair. Like, they, yeah. there's no way that they were surprised when this happened. Yeah. This isn't the first communication, what you're saying, them getting sued. They've been yeah, working on it Yeah, it goes a year a and a half ago, this started yeah. with them trying to use the name and Iron Maiden saying, you can't do it. And they're like, well, yeah. we're not going to trademark the name. We're just going to use it anyway. Yeah, so you probably got a correspondent down in the courtroom. <laughs> Man, this is, you know, there's deep diving and then there's something yeah. worried about you. You're going to be like, <laughs> oh, Josh, guess what? I got a guy. He's been going through uh, Steve's trash anyway. <laughs> based on based on his his old if letters. If anything happens with the Dennis Wilcock yeah. uh, court case, yeah, I'll get a notification that there's new documents available. Really? And I'll break it on the podcast. <laughs> oh my god! Just look, call me no matter what hour of the night I have to so, know. <laughs> oh my god! Seriously. Anyway, that's that. So yes. this tour of the Eagle Spirit. Um, that's the new Blaze, the Blaze tour that tour. he's doing. So yeah. he's been like touring this Infinite Entanglement trilogy three album Mm -hmm. set since 2016 and uh the live in france cd and dvd came out so this fall the ending of this tour cycle with the current set list is coming out and in czech republic the last dates of this tour he's recording this show for another cd and dvd release nice so there's gonna be another cd and dvd release from blaze bailey from this tour excellent all different set list deadly that's kind of cool and they say that's going to bring a close to the infinite entanglement series stuff excellent so that's kind of cool another yeah. blaze live album and live dvd nice yeah speaking of blaze so i did a interview with uh pete from the i love it loud cast so i think we've mentioned them a few times on the podcast yeah uh he saw blaze and he had a full review of the blaze bailey show that he saw in new york um if you guys have never listened to i love it Loudcast, it's a pretty cool podcast mm. it's not like Maiden, but it's all things hard rock and metal. Yeah. They did one episode from here to obscurity, it was called, where they did underrated Maiden songs, which was pretty cool. Yeah, guys, like they're really entertaining. Yeah, we've been in and touch they, with them for a while. Yeah. We've, we've mentioned them on the podcast before. They've had they've mentioned us. They got yeah. a real good thing going there. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, you know, he Pete, uh, it's Pete and Vinny are the two hosts. Yeah. Pete saw Blaze, and I asked him if he'd do a review, and he was nice enough to do a full review. Of- yeah, I, I was away for the interview. I'm looking forward to hearing this. Yeah. I, I missed out, but um, overall, what was your what was your key key takeaway? Did Blaze he- Bailey's awesome. Blaze Bailey. Oh my god, is this going to be like a, a 20 minute Blaze love fest? <laughs> sort of. <laughs> Deadly. So this is uh, my interview with Peter. I'm here with Pete, the host of I Love It Loudcast, big fan of metal and Iron Maiden, and Blaze Bailey has a review of the recent Blaze Bailey show. So, how are you doing, Pete? Oh, I'm doing excellent, Nesbitt. I'm, I really, this is a super, super pleasure. I mean, uh, you know, v- Vinny and I talk about you guys constantly. 
you're easily one of our top five podcasts. Uh, you know, you, you guys are the masters of maiden minutia. <laughs> From your isolated tracks, you talking about the four zillion books you got. I mean, yeah, th- this is the place to go for maiden. There's no two ways about it. Right. Well, I said the host of I Love It Loud cast. You're actually the co-host, right? Yes, yes. I'm the good looks and the talent, and Vinny is the uh, technical guy. No, he's going to be very mad that I said that. I, 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 I do nothing. <laughs> he does all the work. Trust me. <laughs> So I love it, Loudcast. People might think it's like a Kiss-based podcast, but actually it's everything hard rock and metal, right? Cor- yeah, correct. And I think in a way it's kind of funny because that may may or may not have hampered us a little bit. But yeah, it's called the I Love It Loudcast. Uh, we do both love Kiss. Um, probably, That's true. Probably yeah. Vinny less than me now. He's very soured on the whole situation. But but no, we, we uh, talk about way, way more than Kiss. Uh, we, we talk about everything in the world of... Uh, rock hard rock and heavy metal i know you did a very cool episode on iron maiden and you've had a bunch of cool interviews too the blaze bailey concert yes so there was a bit of a hiccup with the blaze bailey the first show that you had tickets to it, yeah there was actually i was very uh surprised to see that blaze was supposed to have a show on the 15th of may in this bar uh in waterloo new york and it was kind of funny because like, i googled and you know how they, you Google Maps and you show aerial views of, of the location. I'm like, this thing looks like a, a real like a dive bar. But uh, apparently they have shows there. I, I called the owner, asked about it, and said, you know, they usually hold about 100 people. Um, so I'm like, ah, that's cool. So I figured it's, it, I work in Rochester, so it was only a, a, about a 45-minute drive. So I said, sure, I'll go check it out. And then it got canceled. So, but luckily, uh, the next night, the 16th, they were playing at a place called Sharky's in Liverpool, New York, which is just outside of Syracuse. So a little farther drive, but uh, so I, I went and checked that one out. So that one got canceled because the owner of the bar wanted to charge for the meet and greet. Is that right? Well, this, it's funny. When I called him to get the deeds, he had said, yeah, we're trying to set up some sort of you know, meet and greet where, you know, I was thinking of charging 25 bucks or something and you get a free CD. And the minute he said that, I'm like, I'm almost certain he hasn't run that by Blaze's management because Blaze is adamant about doing these free meet and greets at all his shows. Yeah, he really prides himself on that, like, free meet and greet. I think he mentioned it. He was on our podcast. He mentioned it, too. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, I, that's where I heard him talk about it also. So I thought something was fishy there. And uh, they didn't have tickets. They took my credit card information over the phone, which was probably kind of stupid of me. I haven't got reimbursed for the, the $10 ticket I bought, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, and then, so it was just a few days later that it was canceled. It said on Blaze's site, you know, it was very well-versed, and I'm sure he didn't want to sling mud, that just disagreements with promoter. So I'm wondering if they, you know, that this guy was trying to maybe double dip or do something, but for whatever reason, it didn't work out. But it, it seemed kind of sketchy to me. But you did eventually see him when the next, was it the next night or two days later? The very next night. Right. And I'm going to tell you, the, the, the reason I went to see Blaze this time, first of all, I love, it's getting to the point in my life where I really like going to these small venues where you can, you know, for it's the number one, the price is reasonable. Number two, you're like right in, you know, you can get right in front and it's very intimate. And uh, man, I made the right decision, dude. It was great. Yeah, great show. It was great. Oh my god, it was fantastic. And I, I'm gonna, I'm going to give kudos to you guys. So is this? Can I do true confession time? Nesbitt? Oh sure, go for it. Okay, all right. True confession time. 
I've been a huge Maiden fan uh, almost from day one. I got introduced at Maiden. I bought Killers when it came out, the day it came out, and I went backwards to the first one and have been into Maiden ever since. I mean, it's a top five band of both Vinny and myself. And I was already kind of checking out at Fear of the Dark. I wasn't a huge fan at the time when No Prayer came out. And they lost me a little bit more in Fear of the Dark back in the actual day when it came out. So in all fairness to Blaze, I didn't really give his era uh, really any credence because I was already kind of checked out at that point anyway. So it actually had nothing to do with Bruce leaving and Blaze coming in. Um, and, you know, it, it, there's there's only one Bruce Dickinson. I mean, we all know this. And it was, you know, Blaze was against the eight ball having to come in and sing those songs. So I wasn't super right. interested in that time period at the time until a, I discovered a certain podcast called uh, Talking Maiden Podcast of the Beast. <laughs> and you guys have made me go back uh, to that Blaze era and re-embrace it. And, you know, I got to tell you, I, I, I definitely like a lot of the Maiden Blaze stuff. But, dude, his solo stuff is Fan-freaking-tastic. Oh, yeah, it's great. Oh, my gosh. And he's got quite a catalog of solo stuff. And, you know, it, 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 again, you can go down some serious rabbit holes. I, I can come down here in my man cave. My wife will, three days later, come down here and find me listening to Blaze Records, you know. <laughs> yeah, so I, I've got a really a newfound appreciation for the Iron Maiden era Blaze. But, man, I have really embraced, especially these last three albums, this Infinite Entanglement series, it's just so good. Yeah, we're thinking about doing a episode on that trilogy eventually at some point. I, I think he's in he's in fine voice. Number one, number two. I think when he's you know it's his own music, and you, you can he, you can absolutely feel how much more comfortable he is doing stuff that he's actually created. Well, I've seen the uh, the live in France DVD, which is the same band that he's touring with now. Yes. Yeah. Uh, those guys are the Chris Appleton, the guitar player. He's he, just amazing. I was blown away. I mean, I took, I took so much video of him from a foot away. <laughs> I'll, I'll get some of it to you. He was at the whole band. I mean, the Martin, Martin McNee on drums, Carl, uh, was it Sherm? Shram. Yeah. And bass. Yeah. I tell you what, three solid, solid musicians. And they were, they were stunning live. I mean, it was one of those shows. Again, you ever go to the shows where you just don't want it to end. Yeah. I could, I could have listened to him for another hour and, and Blaze was so super cool. So you want me to get into kind of some of the particulars of the show? Yeah, like uh, the set list and what... All right, so essentially this this venue was called Sharky's, and it was an outdoor show. So we got really lucky. Uh, here in upstate New York in May, it can be... Shoot, I could, it could have been two inches of snow. Right. But uh, it was, you know, it was about a 60-degree night. It was very pleasant. But it, apparently it was their first uh, bike night of the year. So it was like a big biker rally, too. So I... <laughs> I pull into this place and, you know, I, I always go in a little pessimistic, like, okay, how much is he going to draw? Blah, blah, blah. And I pull in and there's not a freaking parking space to be found. I'm like, what the heck is going on here? But lo and behold, on the back side of the place, they have volleyball courts. So there was about a million volleyball games going on. Just like college kids playing volleyball. Oh. <laughs> but um, I go right up front. Like, I, I'm not shy. If I'm going to go to a show and, you know, I'm not going to, I always feel bad for these bands when they're, these venues where, you know, the band feeds off the energy of the crowd and the the people are standing like 30 yards away. You know, what, what's the point? Right. It's funny because 
Blaze came out to take down the set list and he, he looked at me and goes, you're going to have to step back. You're a little too close. And he was joking with me, obviously. <laughs> but he just a really he seemed like a very good-natured guy. He genuinely seemed like he was happy to be there. You know, he, he went into this little spiel about how if it wasn't for Maiden, he wouldn't have been able to continue to pursue his dream. And, man, he was really engaging. And, and you could tell they really enjoy playing with each other. So um, I think they've been playing pretty much the same set list. But they opened up Dark Side of Black. You know, up up the, uh, the this latest installment. Yeah. Um, then they played a thousand years. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Dark Energy two fifty six. Yeah, that's has some killer guitar. Oh, just fantastic. And then off X Factor, they played uh, Lord of the Flies. Obviously, when he plays the Maiden stuff, that's going to get the biggest, uh, you know, the biggest right. applause and whatnot. The world is turning the wrong way. Then they played uh, Human. Life goes on. I mean, the, the vast majority of it was from the Infinite Entanglement series. They played Fight Back, Virus, which I love. Oh, I love Virus too, yeah. you got to answer me a question. So, Virus is not on an album, correct? It's only on Best of the Beast. Oh, okay. So they released that two-disc. Well, you can get it in one or two discs, but they released it as a compilation, and that was like the bonus track. Ah, because I could only find the video. Whenever I go to a show, I make a playlist to put on my phone to get Prime for the show. There's three different CD singles of that released with three different covers and they all have different B-sides. And there's like a radio edit of that song too that has that like intro cut out. Yeah. So. Yeah, that, that's a great tune. It's I really, really cool. Like yeah. That. It's really different. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it, most certainly that's a good way to describe it. It's, it's very different from the stuff they were putting out at the time. Then Now this is going to be weird. I was fully engaged in the show. Trust me. I mean, I was, you know, pumping my arms and singing the whole bit. The set list says Silicon Messiah and Nesbitt for the life of me. I love that song. I don't know if he really played it. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I, I was looking at the set list afterwards. I, I put question marks next to it. I'm like, it just, I can't remember. I'm sure he did, but may, maybe I was uh, so much in a metal haze. I just, yeah, kind of <laughs> went happen, by. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they played uh, The Day I Fell to Earth, Eagle Spirit, yep. Calling You Home. And then they close with two made man on the edge and future real. Right. Which he wrote, he had co-writing credits on both of those. So yeah, yeah. It, That's kind of cool. But you know, the, the sound was a lot of times too, it can be sketchy outside and, but man, they sounded great. They look like they were having so much fun. I loved his stories. Well, it sounds like a pretty cool set list. Oh, uh, it was, it was. So and, four and, maiden songs. That's awesome. And virus. And honestly, I would have been happy not even here in the maidens. I, I'm so into I would, I'd love to see it. You know, obviously you can't do it because it's way too much material. I'd love to see, hear every song off these uh, last three albums. Oh yeah. A 33 song concert though. That'd be <laughs> yeah, quite the <laughs> epic. <laughs> in two acts, you know, in yeah. two days or something. Hey, Cheap Trick used to do the, their first three albums on three different nights. He could do it, you know? Oh yeah, I suppose. <laughs> cool. So it sounds, I'm super jealous. I didn't go. I'm kicking myself now for not seeing a Blaze show during the North American tour. So I, I'm trying to think, too, uh, you know, Chris, the guitar player, his last name is Appleton. I'm almost certain that the manager is Mark Appleton. It I is. Want... And there's yeah. a Luke Appleton, too, who is the other guitarist in Absolva. Ah, so, so is it a family affair? They've they got to be related, right? That I think so. Play. Two of them, at least, I know are brothers. I'm not sure exactly. But, yeah, there's a lot of Appletons around the Blaze solo So this. This was one of the frustrating things, too, is I had reached out to Mark via email when I was going to go to the show on the 15th. And um, he said, yeah, we, we, I asked about doing an interview. He said, yeah, no problem. 
said, when, you know, it gets a few days closer to the gig, email me and we'll set up the particulars. Well, then it got canceled. And I emailed him like four times to see if I could do it at Sharky's that night. And I never got any response. It was funny because I'm talking to Blaze about it afterwards. And I go, yeah, I reached out. I wanted to you know, explain who I was. And um, he remembered being on your show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, I said, yeah, I reached out to Mark. And he goes, well, that's Mark. And the merch guy was Mark. He goes, I didn't get any emails from you. I go, yeah, I sent you like four of them. So, <laughs> so he says next time when he comes back to the States, you know, we'll do some promotion. But what a great guy, too. You know, you, you know, here you go. Could, could you be frustrated maybe playing to 100 people at a biker bar? Yes, but you would never in a million. He just seems so genuinely excited. He just, I get, you get the feeling from him. He loves what he's doing. He loves the fans. And he's just like, I think he's just enjoying every minute of it. Yeah, and it, it's, it's, it's I always it's one of those things too. It's like I wish more people knew his music. It's it's like I listen to these last three albums. They are as good as anything that's being put out by anybody right yeah. now, in my opinion. Well, Silicon Messiah is one of my favorite yeah metal albums all time. That's just great from beginning to end. But yeah, I like to get the word out about Blaze. You know, I turned Josh around. He wasn't a huge fan. Yeah, <laughs> he's totally on board now. So. <laughs> I'm doing my duty to uh, convert people to Blaze. <laughs> and that that's your job, right, man? To, to convert convert the masses. Up the irons, as they say, you know? So i got a couple of questions for you. Yeah. Top Blaze era Maiden songs. Okay. Well, again, because I kind of prefaced it with the fact that, um, you know, I wasn't a big fan at the time and I'm just getting back into it. I, I love that. I love the hits. I mean, but I'm the Klansman is awesome. Yeah. I love the subject matter. I love, I'm a big history guy. Uh, that's what I like about Maiden. There's no love me, baby, baby, love me, baby, 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 love Except me. Except for wasting, wasting love. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you could, if you hate history class in high school or you could just listen to Iron Maiden songs and pretty much get some, you know, everything you need to know about European or medieval history. You should at least get partial credit. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. If you and I talk, Months from now, I'll probably give you different answers, but man, you can't go wrong with the Klansmen. Can't go wrong with Lord of the Flies. I yep. mean, Future Real is an awesome tune. All the singles from those two albums are pretty decent. And, you know, and I'm not even going to blame it on Blaze. It's all good. There's there's no yep. bad Iron Maiden. I've heard you guys talk about this, but if you it, at a certain point, if you're asking about favorites, there's stuff that's better than others, and. I don't think it had anything to do with Blaze. I think they were just struggling at that point. Yeah, well, me and Josh, after we did 60 or 70 episodes, and when we finally did the Adrian episodes, that's what we kind of realized is everyone looks at the Paul era, the Bruce era, the Blaze era, and then Bruce again. Mm -hmm. But it's almost an era of no Adrian. You know what I mean? The No Prayer, Fear of the Dark, and the two Blaze albums. That's all the No Adrian period. It's almost like if you cut those four albums out, if you jump straight to Brave New World... Yeah. yeah. You know what? That's a very good point. You can't discount that. It's almost ready for this, ready for my bad joke of the night. It's almost like Adrian was the real X factor. Vinny <laughs> 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 hates and I make the crappy joke. So, uh, yeah, super jealous I didn't get to see him, but uh, maybe he'll come back again soon. Now, are you going to see Maiden on this next run? I'm all? seeing, me and Josh are both going to see the two Toronto shows. Okay. Josh is thinking about seeing another show. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm going to stick to these two Toronto ones, I think. So I'm yeah, taking I'll... my daughter to the first one, and then the uh, second one's right. going to be a bit more of a wild night. 
me and Vinny have both said that we can't remember being this excited about a show. We're going to the Buffalo show. Yeah. And, uh, oh, you guys haven't seen the uh, the set. Me and Josh saw it, the first leg of the show. Yeah. It's amazing. It's going to blow your mind. It's like whatever you're picturing is even better. And the YouTube clips and stuff you see online, they don't do it justice. Oh, that's exactly it's just amazing. what I want to hear. There's so much like oh, going on. Wait. Yeah. It'll just blow your mind. So in the Buffalo show, it's a general admission on the floor. So we're doing that. And we bought that, uh, you know, the Trooper VIP. Yep. Too. So, I mean, I honestly, I told Vinny, to me, it's going to be worth it just to be first at, on the the barricade. You also have a private uh, merch table you can go to with a lineup. So that's a, that's a huge advantage. So I, I may report, I will report back to you with a review of that and... Um, I don't know if we mentioned this, and I, I know this is a PG show, but uh, I told Vin, I'm I'm 52 year old dude that has got to go to the bathroom like every hour on the hour. That if I get on that barrier, I may wear an adult diaper. <laughs> so I, wouldn't, I don't think anyone would be blaming you. <laughs> you wouldn't want to lose that spot. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so I love it, Loudcast. Yes, you've done a bunch of episodes on. All kinds of things. Uh, you did an underrated Maiden episode. Yes. Which you picked a bunch of my favorites. Alchemist, Talisman, Red and the Black. Awesome. Still Life, you guys mentioned. Uh, one of you guys picked Weekend Warrior, which I'm not I sure did. about. <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> I like the subject, man. See, I'm a soccer guy. So right, right. I, I just kind of dig it for that. You know, it's, it's about okay. the hooligans, right? You know? Yeah. But uh, And you recently did a episode on Judas Priest's Sad Wings of Destiny. Yeah. You're doing this Forgotten Album series. Yeah, we got, we got a good response on that, and, and we're going to keep doing that. So essentially, the theory behind that kind of thing is, you know, we're never going to do Appetite for Destruction or something. Right. We're, we're going to take a, an album that, you know, maybe is not the most popular from a, a, an artist or a band's career, but may have been very pivotal, you know, in hindsight. So uh, where can people listen? Tell everyone where they can get you on social media, where they can listen. Sure. So um, we are on Twitter at I Love It Loudcast. Um, please go on Twitter, follow us. Even if you never read it, one a single one of my tweets, please follow us. Also, we are on Facebook of the same name. I love it, Loudcast. We're also on Spotify and iTunes, obviously for free, and also on Podchaser. And if you like it, please uh, share it and rate it. And uh, we are always looking for show topics because, again, we are not uh, a, a Kiss podcast. We are a hard rock and heavy metal podcast so we're always looking for show ideas we would really appreciate if your listeners would at least give us a try so uh yeah i encourage people to check it out and uh thanks oh that's, this this has been my absolute pleasure again your podcast is top notch i mean uh this this is the place to go for maiden and i love <laughs> your hockey talk and i love the beer talk and uh yeah you guys have a great rapport and uh just everything. I mean, you, you do your homework, man, and it's really refreshing. Cool. All right. Thanks. We'll talk to you again. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, Pete, man, he's so passionate. Oh, my God. He yeah. loves Maiden. He just yeah. loves hard rock. Him and Vinny both. Yeah. Hard rock, metal. They live for it. Yeah. You know? And uh, he gave us uh, some amazing compliments there. Yep. But he also, you're one of their biggest fans because you've been at me for a while. I was listening to oh, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And then now you've got me at them. Yeah. So they had they've got a real episodes, good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So check them out. I love it, Loudcast, all one word. Oh, I love it, Loudcast. Yeah. And so Pete is the wit and the looks, and Vinny is the hard work. So you were interviewing the Josh there. <laughs> 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 tough crowd, tough crowd. <laughs> 
No, um, yeah, I would have liked to have been in on that interview, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's too bad I missed out. Yeah. I can't wait to see Blaze. You, yeah. So, uh... <laughs> we got to see Blaze. Yeah. Actually, I got an email here. It's an uh, email from Eric. Yeah. This is kind of uh, relates to this. I just want to share my experience seeing Blaze on Sweden Rock Festival this weekend. He put on a great performance, and it was nice to hear songs from his time in Maiden, especially Como Esta Amigos, which is a personal favorite. Um, then he says, hope you get a chance to catch him on this tour. Listening to your podcast has made me revisit Blaze's albums again, and they are definitely worth listening to. It's cool that Maiden also recognizes them by playing stuff from them. Thanks for the podcast. Keep up the good work. Oh, That's great. from Eric. Nice yeah. message. So he just saw that Blaze, you know the all Maiden mm. set list that he's doing at these festivals? Actually looked up the set list that he played at this festival. He did Lord of the Flies, Sign of the Cross, Judgment of Heaven, Virus, The Klansman, Angel and the Gambler, Man on the Edge, Future Real, and Como Esta Amigos. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, man. That'd be a cool show to see. Yeah. X Factor is such a great album. Oh, yeah. That's oh, great. See, that. I turned you right around on that you one. Did. You did. had no time. You did. When we started this podcast, you hated yeah. that album. I know, and, and it totally, and it's not even that. Um, I now view that whole four album run as the you know, non-Adrian, the non-Adrian period. period yeah. And I view the, the best by a mile in that is X Factor. So you could yeah. look at it as like oh, yeah, Blaze saved yeah. them in a yeah. sense, right? Out of No Prayer, yeah. Fear of the Dark, yeah. X Factor, Virtual Eleven. I don't think there's any just there's like, no there's no yeah, X Factor is by far there's the best no album. In as a my matter of fact, yeah. And there's 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 bright spots on the other ones, but even if you yeah. compiled them together and reworked it so it made sense. You still wouldn't compete with. If anyone X-Factor. wants disagrees, talkingmaiden.com slash talk. <laughs> yeah. Like, do you think X Factor is the best of the non-Adrian period? Yeah. Oh, of course. I do. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, definitely it is. It's imagine if they never got Blaze. No. Imagine if they got someone who just couldn't hold X Factor. They would have been in a four album slump in a yeah. way. But then again, I guess X Factor. You could do what what ifs for yeah. everything. What ifs yeah. for everything. That's. Basically, yeah. <laughs> hey, look, Josh, we got an Iron Maiden podcast. <laughs> We're almost 100 episodes in. No what ifs. <laughs> no what, what ifs are banned. Well, I think everyone needs to just remember that Blaze mm. coming in was like the best thing that could happen to Maiden because if Bruce yeah. had a stayed, mm. I think it just would have, there would be no Maiden now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Bruce needed that break to come back. A Did. brave new world. So to finish up on Blaze, uh, the Blaze talk for this episode. August, September, he's in the UK and Germany with the Eagle Spirit Tour, mm. ending in Poland. Two shows in the Czech Republic filmed for another live DVD and CD release. Um, and after that, more Maiden set lists. More Maiden set list shows in October in France. Uh, BlazeBailey.net if you want to check out the tour dates. Yeah. So that's where the, you can get more details. Yeah. And some great merch on there, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. He's got the best stuff. It's one of the best sites for immersion. So hopefully he'll have another like ultimate package for this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That last Blaze live in France yeah. DVD. I got the DVD CD. It came with a USB stick and like all the stuff. Yeah. Lanyard. Blaze <laughs> yeah. Bailey pin. No, I ordered that separately. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, this is one of the yeah. best beers we've had in a while. Yeah. It's very it's... different. You know what I mean? Actually, you know what I was thinking about our beers on the podcast? I think all of them are pretty good. Like, yeah. we, we pick good beers. Yeah. So, you know, we're always like, it's like yeah. rating Maiden songs. It's like eight to ten. And, yeah, we've had know. a handful of ones that I, there's one there that I didn't even finish, remember? Yeah. I drank like a couple of sips and I was like, it's disgusting. I can't remember which <laughs> I one. I was like, was. yeah, this is the worst. I'll finish your half. <laughs> anyway, lovely beer. Yep. If you want to see what beers we've we've done, talkmaiden.com slash beer. Yeah, or beers. Beers. 
they both work, go to the same place. Beer or beers, they both work. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. redirect to each other. Yeah. Fantastic. So, yeah, uh, good beer. Yeah. Great interview. Check out I Love It Loudcast. It's a cool, pretty cool podcast. Yeah. I listen to, I think I've got like 14 or 15 yeah. rock and metal podcasts I listen to regularly, and that's one of them, and it's one of the better ones. Yeah. Thanks to Handsome Pete for calling in. <laughs> <laughs> right on. And, uh, yeah, right back at it. Okay. Um, TalkingMaiden.com, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. Get us on there. Yep. Yeah. All good? <laughs> We're good. All right. Until next time, up the irons and down the hot. Yeah.